Welcome, everybody, to episode 143 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. You should follow us at Two on Three Pod on Twitter, and you can send us email at at two on three pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. I'm Chris, and I'm wildly scattered, and you can find me losing my mind at CDVille Senor on Twitter. And with me, per usual, is Ty. Where can we find you trying to get it together on social media? Mostly just hurting you around at SEATJK on Twitter. <laughs> well, I'm, I've, been, I've been a thorn in everyone's side tonight because we do have a guest, you know, our friend from the, uh, from the north of the border, uh, Chris Meyer who is famous for many, many podcasts, among which being uh, How uh, how Was Your Week, Honey, and uh, our liner notes. So welcome, Chris, to the show. Thank you. And you can find me finally promoting my show after four years of doing it at Chris Meyer BC. <laughs> what, our liner notes? Have you been lax on the promotion of, of O-liner, O-liner notes? I don't at- want to bother anybody. You know, <laughs> if, if, if you come across it, that's great. You know, it, has, it has a decent listenership. I'm okay. It's the pinnacle of uh, Canadian marketing right there. It's like, I would market it. (laughs) Why don't you tell our listeners, Chris, where they might find your other properties that they may enjoy your dulcet tones? (laughs) Uh, You can find uh, our liner notes on any uh, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, all those. It's called Our Liner Notes. It's a music podcast. Wow, I can't talk. A music podcast that I do every week. My current host is Matt from the former Reasons Are Debatable. And other than that, you can uh, hear me talking to my wife every week on How Was Your Week, Honey. That's wildly entertaining. Also, Ty was on our liner notes. Yes, he Indeed. was. Last, just last week. So, yeah. It's the best show. episode of the show I've heard. <laughs> we had a good time. And Chris, you're, you are an upcoming guest. Just oh, yeah. I'm looking, I'm looking very forward to it. Nice. So Chris is the anti-Ryan Reynolds of Canadian marketing. Like, Ryan Reynolds <laughs> is marketing 24-7. Right. And Chris Meyer's not marketing at all. I like that we're doing standard podcast reciprocity also. Yeah. Yes. That's that's what it's about. It's about friends. It's about giving and taking. (laughs) 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 Anyway, tonight uh, we're doing in preparation of Halloween for Halloween, All Hallows Eve. Um, we are going to do a little bit of the candy bar bracket, which is always best. Brackets are always best done with three people because we always need a tiebreaker. Um, and that should be segment one and two. And then uh, segment three, we'll be you daydreaming broke. about, we'll be daydreaming about, you know, retiring. <laughs> Followed by dad jokes of the week and then, uh, and then oh, the overtime. But uh, to kick off the show today, I, I have to apologize, first of all, because I've been wildly scattered today it's it's like one of those three days where everything sort of just fell i mean it's like there's a bunch of good things happening for the most part but it's just all happening at once for me so there was you know there's kids going this way and that way um um my in-laws like gave us a present of a ping pong table like a full-size ping pong table i think i've i've been i've mentioned that we've been playing ping pong on the dinner table with sure. one of those little portable nets, you just attach it to your table. It fits any size table. And so we have like a kitchen table that we've been playing ping pong on. And it's been a ton of fun during COVID, but we've been playing so much. My in-laws decided they would just send us a ping, like a full size ping pong table. So I had to like rearrange a bunch of furniture, put this ping pong table together. Um, it was, uh, and then I had, then I had meetings for um, the high school booster club and then, you know, being civic minded, I had another sort of civic local, local government type meeting. So 
so I sort of lost. And then I told Chris the wrong time <laughs> to come to the to record the podcast. So I just, yeah, it's just been it's been a bit of a it's been a bit of a, a shit show this evening. But and I apologize, but I'm glad we're all here together now. At least you have the good sense to take it upon yourself and offer the apology, which is very different from the experience that I had this past week. <laughs> <laughs> so. Last week, uh, since we last spoken, um, I, I, my older daughter, a school friend of hers, had a birthday, and her mom reached out and said, hey, we're having, I didn't really ask too many questions, but she said, like, a party where we're basically having kids come in shifts, and it can be one-on-one, and, and you know, do you want to participate? And my wife and I talked about it, and, you know, as you know, we've basically taken the posture of no unnecessary risks. And with as bad as things continue to go uh, from a case numbers perspective, we're just like, you know what? It's just, we spent all this time. I'm not going to blow it now, right? Like, I'm not going to put all this time into being safe. And then she's like, okay, well, yeah, but I wanted to. I wanted to let her go to the birthday party, right? I felt really guilty. Um, but then I, you know, we decided that just it wasn't a great idea. So I, I suggested, hey, you know, do you want to get the kids on a video conference? I know that's not ideal, but, you know, I appreciate the invitation, but we don't really. I mean, she understood. She didn't give me any, any guff about that at all. And she's like, sure. How about Saturday at 1130? And I'm like, it sounds great. I have a work Zoom account, uh, which I want to use because it's encrypted and private, right? I'm not trying to use the the public internet as much as I possibly can. Don't tell my boss. You know, I think it's probably mis- <laughs> uh, <laughs> a misappropriation of uh, little, corporate, just, uh, just corporate t- uh, resources. A tiny one. It's, it's not like the kids are going to be on the call for any more than half an hour anyway. It's like the jaywalking of corporate infractions. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares. But I, so I'm like, okay, I'll send you the link because she had emailed us previously. Um, and so I email her and then she doesn't respond to the email, which is not a big deal. And then the time comes and I set up the call and, you know, I get the kids in there and in front of the computer and nothing happens. Five minutes go by. I text this woman. I'm like, Hey, you know, is this, this is not going to work out. I was like, here, I'll text you the link in case you didn't get my email. Let me know if you need to reschedule. No response. So after about 10 minutes, I cut the kids loose. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. Sorry. And then, you know, a while later, I hear from the, the mother and she's like, I'm, oh, I'm really sorry. I, we got busy decorating and I just forgot. And I'm like, she's like, can we possibly do this tomorrow? I'm really, again, I'm really sorry. And I'm like, hey, I understand stuff gets busy. It's not a big deal. You know, it's not like nobody's feelings are hurt. And I said, what we're, we're definitely around. So <laughs> <laughs> what works for you tomorrow? And then she suggests a time for the following morning. And I'm like, sounds great. I will send you a new link. Guess what? Time comes and goes. I set up the call. They don't join. <laughs> and then I'm like, it's, I let, again, I cut the kids loose. I send another text message. And at that point, I just go, maybe another time. Have a great rest of your Sunday. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm done. That was, I'm, I'm just as polite as I can be. Right. Uh, and like an hour and a half later, I get a text like, oh, my God, I don't even know how to apologize. I had a reminder set and my phone was on silent. <laughs> and I'm like, OK, uh, which is fine. And I just sort of ignore it. and I'm just going to move on with my day. Right. I'm just not I don't want to engage on this anymore. And then like maybe 30 minutes after that, she texts me a video and it's a video of her daughter apologizing to my children for missing these calls. And I'm like, hey, hey what have you done? <laughs> You've made this hostage video where you this, I'm so sorry. 
that I didn't join the call that my mother didn't tell me existed. <laughs> right. Anyway, so that was my experience. And I just like, immediately was like, I cannot believe you made the child apologize. Like, she could have just sent a birthday message and said, sorry we couldn't get together. I, you know, I, I miss you guys, whatever. And I'm sorry that I missed that you. I missed our call. Like, yeah, really? Like, like, I hope I can see you again during the pandemic and all this. I was like, what? <laughs> anyway, I just had my older daughter record a video in return saying happy birthday and sorry right. we didn't see you and we'll talk again. And, and I didn't, I personally did not respond outside of my sorry about, or, or I said, you know, maybe another time. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. I, mean, I can't. That's great. It's like, I screwed this up. Can you apologize to these kids for missing, for missing your birthday call? Make mama again, look good. Both times. She's the one that set the, I, I let her choose the time on both days. <laughs> That's brutal. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad for, you know, I feel bad for people trying to get stuff together. Like this woman who's in our neighborhood and um, is trying to get Halloween, some sort of Halloween going. And and she she put a letter on our door and it's like, hey, I'm trying to get a little Halloween going. She's got some kids who are in the six to eight range. And she just wants them to have some kind of Halloween experience. Like, yeah, are you are you willing to put out candy in a bag? There's you know, if ten bags of candy, if you just put them out, like kids can come by, they can pick up the bag of candy, and it'll be fine. Yeah, I'm just gonna put like naked Skittles in there, <laughs> like <you know? laughs> non-packaged candy. <laughs> I wouldn't do that, but so I get it. You know, people are trying, but it's, I know uh, it's rough. It's rough sledding for folks. Look, it's not that big of a deal. But if I didn't bitch about it on the podcast, then what would I do with it? Right. It's a great story, though. <laughs> you got, what are you guys doing for Halloween? Are you, are you, I know you, because your kids are in school. You're obviously in a much better place than we are from a, from a COVID perspective. Your life sounds like it's a little bit more normal. A, a, a little bit. Uh, in the flaky parent vein, though, uh, my youngest switched schools last year. So her best friend from her old school her parents also recently split and we're still in contact with the father. And so during that time, he was trying to organize, you know, play dates while Sid, my youngest, had gone to this school. Uh, and, and the one that he flaked on really badly was uh, it was her birthday. And this girl is her best friend. And she kept watching the door throughout the entire two hour birthday party, waiting for her friend to show up, who right. never did. So the next day, the dad, you know, apologizing. Up the, he did not make his daughter apologize. He, <laughs> he came groveling to us and said, I, I'm, I'm the worst. I just completely forgot, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And again, we're not upset, but, you know. Right. It's like, my life is falling apart. <laughs> I can't get my daughter to your birthday party. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that's the irony of the situation I experienced, which is that, you know, like, <clears throat> excuse me. The kids aren't super, like, enthusiastic about getting on some video conference. Right. So I have to, like, wrangle them. Like, I'm far more put out by this than, than they were. <laughs> well, my kids have more Zoom calls than I do anyway. So I don't even, I mean, the last thing they want to do is spend their weekend sitting on a computer. Like, my kids exactly. can't get away from their devices and computers fast enough these days, which is actually kind of an interesting, right. kind of an interesting aside. Oh, my, my two children, considering that they don't have any other friends now. Because they haven't left the house since March, uh, they just now that all they do, as soon as they're done with school, like can we play Roblox? So they've moved on from Minecraft to Roblox, and they just play Roblox together. At least they're playing together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, but I did have to sit them down the other day and and 
and talk to them about you're your each other's only friend. <laughs> Shouldn't you be kinder to your only friend? Do you want to be friends with your only friend? <laughs> well, that gets harder when the age gap is bigger too. I have two daughters, but they're four years apart, and uh-huh. the older one is more often put out by having to spend time with the younger one. Yeah. But again, like you said, we're back in school, and in the Halloween vein, it's funny that you bring it up. Not because it's close; it's time to talk about it. But my wife and I were just talking about this this evening um, at dinner about what we're going to do because our numbers are low here. But you know, there there's that range of parents. I would say, you know, there's a third that are just like no dice, no Halloween; it's too risky. Uh-huh. There's a third like us. We're like, well, I don't know. Maybe how is that going to work? How, what does that look like? And then there's a third that just could care less, and and it it'll, it'll be Halloween as normal. Right. So Leroy Jenkins, <laughs> let's get in, get yourself a costume and a bag, and let's get after this. <laughs> so oh, I saw somebody go. So go ahead, sorry. No, I was just gonna say. So so for us, we're leaning more towards the, you know, I I might, the oldest is old enough that she could she, she'll live if she doesn't go out for Halloween. But maybe I'll take the youngest to a couple houses on the street just to say, we did. Mm-hmm. But but I, I think that's where we're at. Our house has numerous rooms with doors. So I'm going to go into each one and set up a different thing. So each bedroom, and I'm going to make them knock on the door inside the house. Like in the garage, the, each one of their bedrooms, there's you know there's a bathroom. Basically, they're going to trick-or-treat at every door in our house. <laughs> nice. There'll be yeah. booby traps set. It'll be great. Booby traps. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I said. Ah. <laughs> uh, but it's funny because I saw somebody complaining, like, what kind of country are we that we uh, prioritize indoor dining over opening schools? And I'm like, that's not really what's happening. The problem is that you have to close the school because people won't stop going to the restaurants because that's the vector, right? Like, I can t- I can look at your Instagram as my friend and say, you know what? Not going to hang out with you. Right. I, see what you're, I see what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't do that for every parent at the kid's school, right? And I, can't, and I can't know which parents those are. No one can. So you're talking about the one-third, one-third, one-third. Well, the one-third of folks that won't stay away from people make it so that nobody can go to school. Right. Exactly. Anyway. Well, anyway, let's get into segment one. Way better than COVID talk. <laughs> <laughs> So the fact that that Halloween is right around the corner um, got me thinking about making a bracket. And this week, it's a candy bar bracket. Now, go ahead. Now, every time I make a bracket, Ty has to bitch about it. So go ahead. Just tell me. Just, just go ahead and yell at me about what, what the, the bracket. Just say, just what the hell is happening with this bracket? Well, I mean, all right. So I think that the reason I felt that way is because I had put into the document an opportunity to talk about candy rankings provided by an alternative source. And I guess made the assumption in my mind that you were going to use that to build your bracket. And you came back and said, well, I made it based on... I made it based on sales. Okay, and that's a fair criteria. That said, this bracket sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Half of these candies that people buy are terrible. Well, this is... maybe, And maybe that's the problem with the candy bar industry. (laughs) It's lazy. (laughs) But isn't that your country? Half the people are wrong. Yeah, right. <laughs> Watch <laughs> your mouth. <laughs> but which half? <laughs> the um, yeah. So I yeah, I just went by straight like straight up sales. Like these are the things that these are the things that sell. And to be quite honest with you, 
probably a bunch of these things sell because they put them in the same bag with the other ones and you have to buy the multi-pack. <laughs> because I do have issues with some of these candy bars that, that I, I prefer and don't prefer. So we'll just, uh, we'll, just, we'll just sort of take a look at the bracket and uh, we'll shake it out. We'll see what happens, okay? Yeah, some of, the bra- some of the candies in this bracket are the candy that after all the other Halloween candies have been eaten, these are the ones that are still in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> and this is, all, this is only, what, two, four, six, it's eight. It's 12. It's 12 teams. It's 12, 12 candies. It's 12 candies. It's 12 candies. And at least four don't belong here at all. <laughs> All right, so um, Chris should have some other perspectives on this because I don't think all these candies show up north of the border. They don't show up in Canada. No, and 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 before we'll get into that as we start naming some of these chocolate bars mm-hmm, because sure. there's the first difference right off the hop. In Canada, we don't call them candy bars; they're called chocolate bars. Yeah. Well, not every candy bar has chocolate. Understood, but that's just what they're <laughs> it's like. It's <laughs> so like parts of like the Texas, co- yeah, where everything's a Coke. Yeah. Yeah, in the South. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Or you, while well, you guys call it soda and we call it pop. Right. Oh. Uh, that's regional here, too. Okay, fair I, enough. I grew up calling it pop. It wasn't until I lived out West long enough to call it soda. Um, anyway. Regardless. Go ahead with your terrible bracket. <laughs> <laughs> First, you have to start with the big four. So these are the top four seats. And then we have eight play-in, play-in, play-in games. So the top four, Hershey's Chocolate Bar. That's the number one overall seat. That is seat. the number one seat. That is the that is purely a s'mores. This funded. this is a this is likely a s'mores funded uh, seating, or it's a cooking like a cooking thing because I think a lot of people melt down Hershey's chocolate to make other desserts, right? Yes. So yes. it it sells. We can talk about it. <laughs> well, I mean, you notice it's s'mores and Soros sound awfully similar. <laughs> funded. It's a conspiracy. Right. Number two is the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, which I believe is a chocolate bar. It's a candy bar, even though it's round. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cup. It's like it's two cups, yes, in a package. Right. And Halloween, Only two? it's a single cup. We get three. What? What? Yeah, there's three in a package. What the hell? So we have, no, a standard one is two, and then we have what would be called a king size, which is four. But you have this. You guys get three. You get three. You're getting ripped off. Yeah, we are. We're getting getting (laughs) hosed. Do you have king size? Yes, we do. Okay. So you do have two different options for for different. And what the hell is up with, like, this whole Halloween fun size business? Like, some marketing guy said, we'll make a candy bar that's one eighth the size of a regular candy bar. We'll call it fun size, and people will like it. It depends on the candy bar. It's interesting that you say that because it depends on the candy bar. Um, and maybe I should say, but I'll, I'll say right now since it's not on the bracket because Twix didn't make the bracket, which is just obscene, criminal, crystal clear. Not criminal. my fault. Not my fault. Fine, but in my power rankings that I sent you, Twix is number three, so clearly should have made the bracket. Uh, <laughs> Twix actually. I don't want it to be fun size, but I wouldn't mind one normal size Twix. I don't always need both. I don't. I don't need lefty and righty. I, I could just take one full size Twix. <laughs> that is the a fun single. size. Like a lot of times, like in the in the uh, in the Halloween pack of in the multi pack, you get the one the one Twix, right. the single. Yeah, but it's still it's pin. still it's smaller though. Right. Oh, you just want the one it's, full size. I want one full size. <laughs> <laughs> or they should make the bag with like a with like a uh, with like a Ziploc on it, so you can eat the one and then seal the bag, and then eat the other one later. Well, Don't get me started on packaging. 
But that's a move. That's how I eat a Twix. I, I eat one first and then I save the next one. I'm going to eat it probably within a three to four hours later. But I like the option. I eat one regular, like it's meant to be eaten. And then the other one, I eat the caramel off the top first. Always. With my teeth. Right. Always. So special shout out to Twix that didn't make the bracket. <laughs> Sorry. They, maybe they should sell some more Twix. Uh, number three, the the uh, the uh, Snickers, which is uh, foundational. Uh, number yeah. four being inevitable. Number four being Kit Kat, and then here are the play-ins: Milky Way versus Three Musketeers, Payday versus Baby Ruth, Ghirardelli versus The Hundred Grand, Butterfinger versus Almond Joy in the sort of the weird category. <laughs> did you sort these, or did you put them together on purpose? I I did I I. I I kind of uh, I did jigger this a little bit. Okay, because I was like, these are the next two eight. of the- these are the next eight, <laughs> but I did pair them up in a way that would make them more interesting. And though I see, okay, because yeah, I two see, of these groups are the same candy. Bar. I see, I see. <laughs> I'd like to change it though. I'd like to change the play. It's too late now, and it's too late now. Anyway, that, I okay. So that's the play in. So we'll do the play ins, and then we'll then then we'll get the then we'll get the seedings, and we'll get this whole thing on on the way. Okay. Okay. So we'll start here in what I like to call the the Snickers variant, which is the Milky Way and the Three Musketeers, because Snickers minus peanuts is Milky Way, and Milky Way minus caramel is the Three Musketeers. It's like the DJ that takes beats away and strips the song down slowly. Right. <laughs> right. So in our first plane, we have the Milky Way versus the Three Musketeers. It's really about how you feel about caramel. Well, first of all, I need to understand that, like, there is no Milky Way bar in Canada, correct? There but is do, not. Do you have Mars bars? Yes, that is it's our same thing. That's right. Okay. So, so how do we feel about nougat in general? I'm a fan. You like the nougat? Like, I like the nougat. You, I like, I like a good chew. Yeah. How do you feel about the nougat tie? It, other than you know, I mean, other than the, being able to say nougat, <laughs> <laughs> nougat is this weird catch-all. It is, um, it is this very strange. Like, so it it's it's. <laughs> I'm trying not to get too esoteric, but it comes from like, um, Occitan, like pan nougat, which comes from Latin panis nucatus, <laughs> which is <laughs> which is nut bread, nut bread. So it's. It's quite literally just egg whites, sugar, and um, some chocolatiness. Well, it's not always chocolate. Like in the case of Milky Way and and Three Musketeers, that is a whipped chocolate in with the, but it's just egg whites and sugar basically and nuts. Yeah. So so, I find Three Musketeers is always at the bottom of my bag. If I were to eat correct, thing, like. Three Musketeers, and I believe, and again, I believe it shows up on this list just because it gets th- thrown in with the multi-pack and they just sell a bunch of them. But I don't know if I know anyone, and, and if you're out there listening right now, if you would choose a, just a full size, like I, I think about candy bars in terms of full size. Like, yeah. would I eat a full size Three Musketeers ever? The answer is no, never. No. I wouldn't eat a full size Milky Way either. And if they're both left in the hand, in the, in the, Halloween grab bag. I'm going with Milky Way. Oh, there's no question about it. It's um, it's Milky Way for me as well. What do you think, Chris? I'm I'm going with. I'm going to say Mars Bar. Milky okay. Way, fine. But yeah, uh, Mars Bars are are my one of my favorites. And Three Musketeers. I, that that whipped feeling. It 
like it's almost foamy tasting after a while. Yes. Like it's, it, it, it just doesn't feel right after a certain period of time. So I'll hammer a Mars bar any day. Got it. Well, fun facts. Milky Way introduced in 1924. They didn't strip the caramel off for another eight years until 1932 <laughs> when Three Musketeers debuts. <laughs> you know, you can see that meeting. It's like, hey, George, George, listen, listen, listen. What if we just take the caramel off? This shit keeps getting stuck in my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> then we can just sell it as a whole new thing. All right, whatever. All right, in the battle of the heavily peanutted candy bar, the or the uh, or as we like to call it, you know, the the uh, the pool turd uh, section. <laughs> Indeed, the stand-in. The stand-in. We have the payday versus the baby Ruth. The baby Ruth is and the payday are basically the same, except. The payday has no chocolate. It's just naked peanuts stuck to a caramel thingio. That's terrible. <laughs> what? So you're you're saying I like payday. I, I payday. I like is payday. Just payday is like uh, you rolled caramel in, a, like you say, in a bag of peanuts. It's basically like a like, a, like the first energy bar. <laughs> Barely qualifies as candy. <laughs> do you have payday in Canada? We do not have payday, and we do not have baby root. Do you know what they are? I do. Um, it, okay. I've, I've tr- at least I've tried Baby Ruth. Um, payday I had to look up today, so that's the only reason why I know what it is. And if you'd given me a payday when I was a kid, I would have thrown it back at you and said, <laughs> "I actually have down here WTF." What is like <laughs> a log? What if of, I told you? Sorry, go ahead. I was just say a log of peanuts. What do you want me to do with this? <laughs> it's not inedible, Chris. Okay. Uh, it is. It is just that it's. It's no longer useful. It has outlived its its useful life. It is. It, they should just rebrand it and sell it for hikers. I think if they would probably sell more if they just changed the name and stopped marketing it as candy. The payday right. is without question the best hot day candy bar available because it doesn't melt all over the goddamn place. Like you can crack it open and deal with it on a hot day, especially if you grew up in the Midwest. And you're gonna have to eat this candy bar while you're riding your bike. Like a payday is a solid choice to, to what? A, because it's not gonna melt all over your hand. It's, or, it's perfect. Or it's a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> or people think you're eating a corn cob. I don't know. But but the but when it comes down to I like a payday. It's like it's nice and salty. It's got the little caramel in it. It's like eating a you know caramels and you know, peanuts at the bar. It's like it's, I, like I can't it. think of anything worse than if I'm hot than a salty ass <laughs> caramel bar that makes me hell thirsty. Like it's just it's 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 the opposite of what I want. If I have to eat a candy bar and it's not for pleasure, I I can't imagine wanting to go for the payday again. I it's just okay. Let me just I'm gonna put it to you this way. <laughs> Peanut dense payday bars were introduced in 1932 when candy bars were often viewed as meal replacements. <laughs> <laughs> all right i love that it's like instead of eating lunch today here have this chocolate bar and i will tell you that payday bars were basically intended to be a meal replacement bar because it the baby ruth is actually uh 10 years older it comes out in 1921 so they stripped the chocolate off so that they could market it as a meal replacement bar so i'm telling you they should just go back to that <laughs> chris key component in this my chocolate bar must contain chocolate. So clearly payday does not qualify. I saw that coming. All right. So baby Ruth 
into the into the into the main draw. And I just have one more thing to add to that. So because we don't have Baby Ruth, we do have something very, very close to it called O. Henry. We have O. Henry. Okay. Uh, But they're very popular here and they're very, very common. If if you go to any candy bar section, no matter how large or small it is, O. Henry will be very prominent in in that section. Uh, and, And the other thing I thought funny was Baby Ruth being named after Babe Ruth. O. Henry's named after Hank Aaron. Well, there you go. Because people would eat these at the ballpark. You got to have like, a, you know, you got to have a, got to have a, a baseball person to attach it to. The uh, right, yeah. So the O Henry. Do you, are you a fan of the O Henry bar? You you like the O Henry? Uh, it, it it makes it a long way. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. I mean, obviously Twix didn't make this on, but my other favorite. There's two bar candy bars that i really like that don't show up on this list either and one of them being the zero do you know are you familiar with the zero bar it's the white chocolate bar i am not the zero's excellent and uh i love me a zero bar and the other one's the whatchamacallit yeah the whatchamacallit the peanut butter rice chocolate we don't have it but one thing that you do when you grow up as a canadian i've talked about this on on our show how is your week honey most of our population is within an hour of the U.S.-American border. And a great weekend shopping trip that everybody grows up doing is going to the closest American town on the other side. And the kids love to go because you get to buy all this candy and candy bars that you don't get. And a whatchamacallit was one of my, one of my favorites to, to grab when I was done. It's a, it's, a, it's a solid one. All right. All right. By all means, Chris, don't ever let us move on without telling us about the weird Canadian equivalent candy <laughs> that we're talking about. I, I want to hear that every time. I got you. And, and I have to bring this up now. I don't mean to, to rattle on this. Throwing the timer out the window at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but since you brought up the Babe Ruth nomenclature, I do have to clarify. I wasn't going to share this fun fact. But uh, although the name of the candy bar sounds like the name of the famous baseball, baseball player Babe Ruth, the Curtis Candy Company traditionally claimed it was named after President Grover Cleveland's daughter, Ruth Cleveland. The candy maker, located on the same street as Wrigley Field, named the bar Baby Ruth in 1921 as Babe Ruth's fame was on the rise, 24 years after Cleveland had left the White House and 17 years after his daughter Ruth had died. The company did not negotiate an endorsement deal with Ruth, and many saw the company's story about the origin of the name to be a devious way to avoid having to pay the baseball player any royalties. <laughs> the Curtis Candy Company also successfully shut down a rival bar that was approved for, or approved by, named for, and endorsed by Babe Ruth on the grounds that the names were too similar. <laughs> <laughs> so you hit him with the trademark. <laughs> Those Curtis people, man, they're playing some serious, some serious corporate hardball. Right. Capitalism. Good for them. Whatever. <laughs> in the next play-in match, we have the Ghirardelli chocolate. You know, the, the Ghirardelli, the San Francisco Ghirardelli, San Francisco chocolate empire. And the 100 grand. The 100 grand, the, the, the without question, the maybe one of the top two or three destroyers of fillings. Like, <laughs> like... So, um, so we have the Ghirardelli, which is maybe the high class entry into this particular into this particular competition, and the hundred grand, which is the friend of dentists everywhere. So, what do you, what do you, what do you, what say you? Uh, I don't like chocolate by itself, <laughs> really, <laughs> for the most part. I mean, this I, I eat probably more of it now than I used to as I've gotten older, and you know, I eat more fancy chocolates with 
you know, yeah. I've got the bitter old man bitter palate now. Right. right? So you're like, oh, okay, just give me the dark chocolate with the salt in it. <laughs> like, what? what? Um, but, like, a piece of... That's why I was railing so hard against Hershey's originally. It's like, there's nothing more disappointing as a child than somebody handing you a Hershey bar. Like, in, the, in, my, in my... When I was growing up. Now, I imagine, in, you know... 1941 it was the <laughs> thrill to get a goddamn hershey bar now i maybe i'm spoiled but i i think 100 grand is underrated um it's it's got the the crunch the the rice the crispy rice in it like a, a like a nestle crunch bar uh and then that death caramel in the middle um this was one of those chocolate bars that i used to like to uh like kind of slowly eat. Right. like I'm gonna, let me Especially the this is ideal for fun size because you can put the whole thing in your mouth and then just suck and just on let it. it dissolve like slowly yes. while it eats your teeth like completely all the way to the root. <laughs> I'd argue that that's the correct way to eat a hundred grand bar. <laughs> Chris, what about the hundred grand bar for you? Are you are you, are you familiar? No, I've never had one. Again, had to look it up today, but I want to try one. Yeah. There, everything about that bar appeals to me. I I'm a big fan of crisp rice in my in my chocolate bar. Or in, uh, we get them up here in uh, like at Easter and our, our bunnies. You can get one with with uh, with the crisp rice in it. Oh, we do also do not have the. How did you say it? The Ghirardelli. Yeah, we we don't have that. We have uh, dairy milk. Dairy. And and it comes in all the different variants that that those bars come in. And I, I like that. But I'm with Ty. Like if if I have a craving for chocolate like that, I I better have a glass of red wine with me. Like we live in a wine valley, so I, I like a little chocolate and red wine. That's nice. That that bar's perfect for that. But if I'm going for a straight candy bar, like gas station, I, I think like a gas station candy bar, it's not going to be just straight up chocolate. That's correct. And there's something we'll get to in in the next bit of brackets. What, there's a better choice that we'll talk about that you can get here in Canada. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go hundred grand just because I'd, I'd really like to try that. Right. Yeah. The hundred grand is is wildly over underrated. I think that it's a uh, when it shows up, it is it, it's great. It is wildly sticky though. So is it is it really soft at the center, or is it more like a chewy it's, caramel? Or it's how's... chewy. Like you 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 bite into it, you bite through the the chocolate, you bite through the you bite through the the, the crisp rice, and then your your teeth as they come together get stuck. Like and you can't open your mouth anymore. Like you, once you break those first two layers of the candy bar, like that last layer traps your teeth together. Like if you st- stuck it into your molars and bit right. down hard on it, you would not be able to open your mouth for the next three minutes. It's so, so it's like old honey. It's something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it. It's. I'm shocked that hundred grand made your top seller list because my theory on that was always that the reason they're all like that is because they've all been on the shelf. <laughs> For at least six months, you've never had a fresh hundred grand bar. You don't know what it you actually know what it tastes, tastes like. like. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm also of the mind that I don't eat straight chocolate. You got to cut my chocolate with something. Like I need like Crunch Bar is perfect. Um, Mr. Good Bar, do you have Mr. Good Bar? It's just the, again the Hershey's chocolate with some peanuts in it. There's just something nope. with something that something to just cut the chocolate. I'm generally I'm generally, like a little caramel or something like that. Like a like a right. like a Rolo. Yeah. Or something like that. Yes. Right. Yeah. Or caramel. Do you guys have caramel? No. Caramel. No. Oh. What's the high class? Is there, is there a Canadian high class chocolate offering? It, it, it's dairy milk. Dairy so milk. made by Cadbury, which is uh, British and being part of the Commonwealth. Like dairy milk Got does it. all those different variants. All the, all the crisp rice, um, peanuts, all, white chocolate, all 
if you go and check the dairy mix, milk section, that all those variations are there. So, yeah, because Cadbury just means cream eggs for us in the United States. Right. Yeah, Cadbury just makes novelty. Yeah, it's novelty just the, candies it's just for the us. Easter cream egg is the only Cadbury thing that we get marketed to us. They make Peeps too, don't they? Do they? Yes. Okay. Yep, they do. Yeah. yeah. So holiday, they're the holiday offering. All right. Gotcha. So yeah, they, they make a they make a good Robin's egg. I like the Robin's eggs with the hard shell on the outside. Oh yeah. Um, what do we call it? those? Are mini eggs here? Same. Same. Okay. All right, so the hundred grand moving into the main draw, and then here in the- oh, debuted in nineteen sixty four, hundred grand. Sorry, and then here in the last <laughs> section of the of the play ins, we have Butterfinger versus Almond Joy. Butterfinger again being maybe one of the top two or three filling destroying uh, candy bars available to us in the United States. It will it will mess your teeth up seriously. And then you got to eat it correctly. You can only eat a Butterfinger with your front teeth. You're not supposed to put that shit in your molars. <laughs> you bite it with your front teeth, and then you have to again. You have to let each. And then bite you have to like nibble it up, right? Into, you have to yes. bust it into sand. Yes, you got uh, little little front teeth bites, and then you just let it that part melt in your mouth. You can't take a real human bite and then chew it up. Butterfinger is also um, a good fun size. Like you can't like. So right now there's uh, some commercials running for Butterfinger. Like they're called, it's the Butterfinger investigation. Have you seen these commercials? Like it's like not FBI, but it's like Butterfinger investigation, whatever. Like, and so, and so it's, it's basically they're monitoring people's houses because people are trying to steal other people's Butterfingers. And this guy like steals a full size Butterfinger and he's like chomping away at it. And of course they catch him. It's like, who would eat a full size gigantic Butterfinger. I have no. I don't know a single person who can do it. It's just too much. But it's a good fun size, and it will wreck your teeth. Chris, do you have uh, do you have Butterfinger up there? I think you can get them now, but as a kid growing up, you couldn't. And and the thing about growing up Canadian is, you know, back when Saturday morning cartoons used to be a thing, most of our television all comes from America. So I grew up watching Saturday morning cartoons on ABC, CBS. You know, whatever it was and so we would get all your candy bar ads and you know better not lay a finger on my butterfinger there's all these things that we all wanted to try because we just couldn't couldn't get them but there is a canadian substitute do you guys have uh, score bars there score yeah our score yes. bars are more like top like chocolate covered toffee right so imagine if butterfinger and score had a baby <laughs> then you get a crispy crunch a crispy crunch okay so it's, it, it's the same shape as a score bar. It's, a, you know, it's long and flat and, and narrow, right? But, um, but it's got the flaky interior like a Butterfinger has. Oh. And they're one of my favorite. I, I, I love the Krispy Crunch. Krispy. It's harder now as, a, as, as an older person, again, to what you were saying, Chris, with the, you know, it's just like such an intense sugar rush. That one you can break into bits and then, you know, use Ty's method and you just let it melt. Basically, let it, all the sugar break down. And and it's it's enjoyable. All right, and then we come down to the Peter Paul Almond Joy. <laughs> I'm glad you were. Hey, Butterfinger, by the way, introduced in 1923. Yeah, see, wow. that, candy innovation really not on top of it. I'm telling you, man, because they already made the they already made the best stuff, man. Like in the in the tens and twenties, in the 1910s and twenties, man, they had it all squared away. Is there a modern chocolate bar? Is there something that's been invented that's big in the last? 20, 30 years? God, that's interesting. I don't know. Companies, like, they try to introduce things, and people are so habitual, they just don't sell. They don't try these new things. There was a, um, there was some kind of Reese's bar that came out maybe sometime in the last 20 years. Yeah, it was years. sort of like uh, a Butterfinger, but it was like, but it was... But it had Reese's peanut it butter in peanut it. butter, and, yeah. and it was amazing. 
Um, I'll see if I can figure out what it was called. Uh, but it was incredible, and now you can't find it. The Reese's right. Bar is probably what it was called. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Almond Joy. So, the Almond Joy. So, introduced in 1946. <laughs> the Peter Paul. So, it, strangely enough, Peter Paul, the Peter Paul company, had um, big operations in the Philippines for coconut. And my family has, I don't know how, I don't know if I have any share in the coconut plantation that was my family's coconut plantation, but we produced a bunch of coconut for the Peter Paul uh, and when I was a little kid, when we drove past this plantation, this coconut plantation that's worked by these, you know, the folks who work it, um, there it was. It was a big Peter Paul plant, and they would process coconut and ship it back for to make almond joy, or and mounds. God forbid you need to again. This is a little bit, mounds, almond joy. Like I gotta have the almond in there, right? It's like, and I think the mounds chocolate's a little different. It's a little darker. Have you, have you ever had well, mounds? But sometimes you feel like a nut, and sometimes you don't. <laughs> that is also true. I had to do it to you. But I do love some almond joy. I do love uh, I do love to pop one of those fun size ones in my in my mouth and just let it let it sort of just settle. Get the coconut out of my chocolate bar, please. No, you're you're I you're just, no coconut. I have no I, no. I have no use for coconut. <laughs> it's not that I'm adverse to coconut flavor, but yeah, coconut in the it it just doesn't work for me. I don't want it. Oh, uh, Ty, who, who are you putting through? Uh, I'm going with uh, with Almond Joy here. Um, I have my mom was a big coconut enthusiast <laughs> when I was a child, so there was we had Almond Joy was like the candy bar she'd buy herself. Got it. And and eventually she'd start buying two. Um, I like that you could have two different experiences with the Almond Joy. Like you could bite just the end and get just basically a piece of mounds, and then you could take a second bite and you get some some nuts in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this was coming at some point in the show. Someone was, someone was gonna say nuts in my mouth, and uh, I like Butterfinger though. And but you know they changed the recipe two years ago. They did, and people are people are unhappy. Really? Oh, I, I, yeah. There's a new there's a new Coke disaster in the Butterfinger. Really? So do you guys have Bounty? Our Bounty's that. a is that, paper is that for pirates. Bounty's a paper towel in the United States. <laughs> No, well, Bounty, because doesn't Almond Joy comes in two bits, right? It's not a solid bar. Yeah, it like comes in two pieces. Yeah, yeah, it generally comes in a in yeah. a little cardboard boat with two two Almond Joys in it. Right. So in Canada, you we don't have that. We have Bounty instead. But it's the same thing as an Almond Joy. It's just one solid bar. Oh, I don't. And I, I don't, don't know what I would do with it with a chocolate with an Almond Joy that was one big solid Almond Joy. I don't know. If it had four almonds in it, I think it'd be yeah. fine. They don't want to give you the extra two almonds, though. That's the deal. That's the yeah, because that's I think the problem with almond joy is that like each piece should have two almonds, not yeah. one. But they're not. They're those people aren't giving you an extra almond. Uh, just an addendum here, since I brought it up. The Reese's candy bar I was mentioning was called the Nutrageous. It debuted in 1994. Nutrageous. To, to incredible acclaim by me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it must not have done um, very well. It must not have done very well in the long term they, because they rebranded it to apparently the Nut Bar, which was going to buy the Reese's Nut Bar, because now they sell one called the Outrageous, where they've replaced the peanuts that were in it uh, with P- Reese's Pieces. So the way it was constructed before was a core of Reese's peanut butter surrounded by peanuts in caramel and then coated in chocolate. Okay. All right. So you basically took a Baby Ruth and you jammed a tube of Reese's peanut butter down the center of it. 
And now they've replaced the peanuts with Reese's Pieces, which just sounds like diabetes. <laughs> they had a they had a Reese's outrageous blizzard over the summer, and I didn't. I I thought they were just calling it outrageous. I didn't realize the the bar was called the Reese's outrageous. There you go. But I think that sounds delicious. <laughs> it is. It was delicious. <laughs> He's down with it. All right. Well, the main draw is set now. So uh, right. so here we go. Let's get the, let's get down to business. Um, in the should we just go right for the number one or let's go for the number four. So the number okay. four is Kit Kat versus Baby Ruth. Now, Kit Kat is amazing, and if if uh, if you go to our local Asian food giant Asian food market, they carry like a wide line of Japanese imported Kit Kats because in Japan they've gone buck wild. They make the best Kit Kats. Like they make the matcha green tea. They make this chestnut one that I love. They make this sake one that is awesome. I mean, the Japanese have really gotten their hands around the Kit Kat, but the classic Kit Kat is terrific. Um, are, you, are you a are you a uh, are you a one at a time Kit Kat eater? Are you a two 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 and two? Are you are or are you the just the anarchist who just opens the top and just bites like a big piece of Kit Kat like wherever you bite it? I snap them off one at a time. Unless it's the fun size, and then I'll just eat it. Because it's two. The fun size two. is two. Well, it's, but it's two, again, Small. it's two smaller ones. Fun size is like a baseball shirt of candy. <laughs> like, what happened to the rest of my sleeves? <laughs> what about you, Mr. Meyer? I, I also eat them one at a time. I, I didn't get candy a lot as a kid. It was a rare occasion, a rare treat. And I think mm-hmm. just taking the time to savor my candy when it did come along, I, I, I think that's why I eat it that way. So, yeah, definitely wanted to. I once saw a dude I, just open up a Kit Kat, all four of the tops showing, and just bite, like, just holding nope. it by the bottom half of the uh, the paper, and, like, just took a big bite out of it, and I was horrified. <laughs> that's, that's, that is that is serial killer. Right <laughs> I was like, what is... Like a messy serial killer, like, what too. is that guy doing? Does, do you not know how to eat a Kit Kat? What the hell? <laughs> all right. Uh, Kit, Kit, Kit Kat debuted in 1935. Kit Kat, uh, Kit Kat is up against the Baby Ruth. The, and the, I think I think I don't feel like rewarding the Curtis Candy Company at all for their 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 uh, their malicious behavior. And I do love Kit Kat, so I'm I'm up I'm up for putting Kit Kat through to the next round. I I agree. Uh, I I also Kit Kat is one of the two candy bar two or three candy bars I still will have a little bit of, even though that I can't have milk chocolate technically. Um, like if I if I have it in small doses, I can, and so it, it lends itself to that too, right? Because it, it is allows me to eat it in a in a satisfactory way. You can you can um, nibble at it. Yeah. What do you think? Okay. Well, I, I I my vote no longer matters, but I would have gone. Oh Henry, baby Ruth. Oh Henry actually made it to the to the final four for me. I I just like all the different things, and and if you put caramel in a bar, um, that's that's a key component for me. And in fact, you got. Peanuts and a chew and caramel and chocolate. That's it's everything that I want. Kit Kat, while I enjoy it, it's just wafers and chocolate. Like it's it's kind of dry, and so after a while, I'm, I just I enjoy it. But uh, a stick or two, and then I'm good. Not not the same way that I savor in O. Henry. So, but we still have Snickers in the bracket. Do you not have Snickers in Canada? We do. All right. So here, okay. on the- and you but you prefer the O. Henry to the Snickers. Snickers also makes it quite far down, but we'll get that. Let's jump into, well, then that's perfect. We'll jump into the the three seed match, which is Snickers versus the hundred grand. 
Now, the Snickers, I think, is the king of the candy bar. I think it is. For the, sure. When I th- if someone said to me candy bar, I would say Snickers. It's chocolate, caramel, it's peanut butter, it's the nougat. It's, it, is, it is all the best things in all the best packages, and, and I do love me some Snickers. Would you say it really satisfies? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, and I and I do like to I like to take the fun size Snickers and like put it in my cheek like a chaw, and let it and let let it mar- <laughs> just let it sort of just, and then you're, then you're down to the peanuts at the end after about 15 minutes, and your teeth are just your gums are raw because the sugar is eaten through most of the enamel, and then you just <laughs> chew on the peanuts and you're not, you're out of there. Like I can like eat a 10 minute fun size Snickers by just. Like a dip, like a big water red man. <laughs> so, so I want to mention that Kit Kat came in at number four on those power rankings. Snickers at number five. Um, I agree with you that Snickers is the king of the candy bars, uh, specifically. And there's just no way for me to tell this. I, whatever. As a child, if you could get your hands on a king size Snicker, you weren't sure that you could handle the whole thing. It was so big and thick and brown. <laughs> it's just too much to take. <laughs> What are you laughing about? It's a big candy bar. Debuted in 1930. The Snickers is probably the only thing where I legitimately, either the marketing has crept into my brain, but legit if I'm hungry and I don't have time to think about it and I have to like just grab something and I don't, there's a Snickers available, I'm going to pick that. Like at the gas station, Mm -hmm. and I I just, I got to have some sustenance. If I can get the king size Snickers, I know I'm going to be good for at least two hours. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree with everything you guys said about Snickers. I have a distinct memory. So again, not getting chocolate bars a whole lot as a kid. Every my 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 parents would grocery shop maybe every two weeks, and when we were kids and we had to go with them, our treat for being good is they would buy us one candy bar, and I would always get an O Henry every single week. My brother would get a Snickers. And just because I was so used to what I liked, I never questioned it till I took a bite of that Snickers one time, and I never went back. It, ah. Snickers is uh, it, it is king, one hundred percent. It is it is Snickers is the absolute best golf course candy bar as well. Like, again, you can just work on it, like, yeah. for eighteen holes. Like uh, you can get a full yeah. size Snickers, and it'll last you a whole afternoon. It's tremendous. Sidebar, I've started mixing corn nuts into regular, like, nuts. So I take a nut mix and mix corn nuts in there, and I keep that in my golf bag. Plus, it keeps for, like, three months. Because <laughs> all the salt. You know. Yeah. It's delicious. That sounds like a good deal. Again, corn yeah. nuts are just, like, my teeth hurt already thinking about that. Yeah, but, like, I mean, you have – we're getting far afield here. But you know, you have, like – nuts are a really good snack, sure. right? Like, yeah. you're filling – <laughs> Stop laughing like 12-year-olds. <laughs> Actual food nuts in your mouth are good to eat. <laughs> nuts in your mouth uh, are good to eat. They, um, they're they filling. They're high in protein. Well, I just, sorry, I hit the mic. Uh, they're high in protein. They're, they're not the worst thing for you. Um, but it is sometimes hard to just eat just nuts by themselves. It can be fatiguing. Right. That there's a... that the nutty mealiness to them, right? That they like, so adding that corn nut crunch in there really keeps that, 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 uh, mixed nuts from overtaking your mouth. There's no way I can tell this. That's not insane. More with you. But they smell terrible. All right. And then, uh, the ranch corn nuts too. So you have the worst possible breath. Oh, all right. The number two seed, 
Reese's Peanut Butter Cup facing off against Almond Joy. Uh, Reese's, no doubt, number one in the power rankings. Reese's. Reese's. I do love Almond Joy, but, you know, the Reese's, when they, when you, especially when you get, again, the, the Halloween, the fun size ones, the little ones, the ones that are the minis. Is that what they're yeah, called? Yes. The minis that are just yes. wrapped in the foil? That's knocked, correct. I just, I just knock those out like, like, like beer nuts. Like you're just like, I, like, like just, just tossing them in my mouth. Like eat like seven of them in like 42 seconds. You're just like, what am I doing? I'm going to die. Now I must, I couldn't have been early, older than 13 at the time, but I for sure have eaten an entire bag of miniatures on my own in one sitting. <laughs> I, I embarrassingly, embarrassingly say that I think I may have done that in the last six to eight months. <laughs> <laughs> well, you work you work hard, so you know. I mean, you're not gonna get you're not gonna get fat like you know, like like me sitting around at a desk all day. Like you know, you could you could probably rifle through some candy and be fine. Do you know that H. B. Reese uh, worked at Hershey's? Yeah, probably in Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, he probably had a good idea, and they probably said, "You shut up, Reese. We're not gonna put peanut butter in our things." And he's like, "You shut up. I'm gonna make a billion dollars." Is that how, is that how the story goes? Yes, <laughs> I'm sure. I don't have the details. Oh, I thought maybe you had the details there. But there's nothing that tastes like a Reese peanut butter cup, right? Like, like a lot of these bars, you say, "Well, it's kind of like this with maybe this twist," but the the peanut butter cup tastes like the peanut butter cup, and there's nothing else that that matches it or comes close. The magic in the peanut butter cup is the peanut butter because it's not peanut butter. Right. It's like no. this other thing that they made and it's magical. It's sugar. <laughs> it's just, it's just it's a... peanut butter eyes sugar, but it doesn't have the creaminess yes. of peanut butter, but it reminds you exactly of peanut butter. Right. That's the magic of the peanut butter cup. Reese's peanut butter cup debuted in 1928 which I find it hard to believe. That yeah. seems like a modern candy in my mind. Because um, Reese turned around and gave the finger to old man Hershey and like said, make my own candy. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm not putting peanut butter in there. I have two great tastes. Tastes great together. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, sorry, I'm just very scattered. You, you, you gave me the scatterbrain, Chris. There showed up. Um, is there something that's changed about the recipe? I don't know if it's just my palate has gotten, as I've gotten older, there is just, the peanut butter doesn't taste as good to me as it used to. I, I can't. Do you guys feel like it's the I same as it always I can't, has been? I, I, I guess I, I don't know it well enough to say it's different, but. Okay. Like different, different how? Is it is it lighter? Is it not as sweet? I don't know. I just, it doesn't appeal to me as much as it used you to. can't put your like, finger on I it. had one. No. The, uh, just be I, your I, don't, own I don't dislike it, but maybe it's just a, that, you know, I think partially is, is as I've conditioned myself. So of the candies I can eat, Reese's is like the poison. Uh, like if I have peanut butter cups, I'm wrecked. <laughs> Get wrecked. <laughs> just, yes. So I think maybe I'm partially training my body to dislike things that I know make me ill. So perhaps when I have one, like I take a bite, you know, if the kids have one, I might be like, hey, let me get a little nibble, nibble of that. Try it. Or I might eat one mini. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm not enjoying it as much. A little of it does go a long way for me. Like, you know, if I had the two, if I had the, well, God forbid I go to Canada and get the three, the three disc, <laughs> the three disc model. But if I, the two disc model, I will, I will, I will share one. Like I'm good with one of the, two, of the two. Like I don't need both of them. 
So in the category of confection items that doesn't include like just straightforward chocolate, Reese's is uh, has a 62% larger seller than the, the next brand behind it. Like oh, wow. Reese's Peanut Butter Cup King Size is uh, the top selling item, and then Reese's makes six of the, the top 20 selling candies. Tell you what, Mr. Hershey, you screwed up. Well, they re- they did merge the company back together <laughs> six years after he started it. Because <laughs> they need because he's like, well, that was a good idea. Well, he probably ate it. He's like, oh shit, yeah, this is great. Yeah. All right, so here stock. we go. Speaking of old man Hershey, his chocolate bar, the number one seed, uh, against the Milky Way, against the O Henry. So again, I think we've discussed the Hershey chocolate bar. It is the granddaddy. It is. It is, it's where all this stuff started. And again, it's not 1904. <laughs> it's not the 1904 World's Fair where people like, oh my God, Hershey chocolate bar. Um, but it has many uses. It, it finds its way into all uh, facets of dessert and all facets of... So it's an amazing invention. Sure. But is it satisfying as a chocolate bar? Like I would never eat a Hershey's chocolate bar just on its own. I just never would. No, but the the Canadian substitute you might. What's that? So there was a there is a company in Canada called Nielsen. They no longer exist. They they sold off I think in the nineties back to to Cadbury. But Nielsen made a comparable Hershey bar called Jersey Milk. Now we have stricter food laws in Canada. So one of the things that I read up about it was the percentage of actual chocolate to wax. <laughs> has to be it, you might, in Canada. You have to have much more chocolate in in your bar than wax, as as what you guys do. So if you get the same candy bar there versus here, they will taste different. This is like the Irish Supreme Court classifying Subway's bread as cake because right. <laughs> of the sugar content. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not wrong. Um, so yeah, I probably would. I bet I would like the Canadian version because. It, I, I prefer the chocolate taste to the sugar taste. Exactly. And so Jersey milk was, if, if you were craving chocolate at any point in time and you got a Jersey milk to let a, a square of that, and it, it's not much different than the Hershey bar as far as how it looks. It's a little thicker, but you let one of those squares melt in your mouth and just the creamy milkiness of it was, it was amazing. But you get three squares in, you're like, okay, I'm done with that right. taste. So for that reason alone, I got to go Mars Bar Milky Way to advance. Well, I mean, if you take chocolate and you're going to layer on a piece of caramel on it, I'm going to eat that first. So right. it's clearly the answer. <laughs> <laughs> not, Milky Way, not my favorite, but I would eat it before I ate a straight up Hershey's chocolate bar. 100. All right, here we go. Let's just get right down to let's get right down to it now. Um, let's see. So big upset. Well, not maybe a big upset, but now we have... Um, Milky Way versus Kit Kat. It's Kit Kat for me. I say Kit Kat. I lose out again. I would go Milky Way Mars Bar. You're just not down with the wafers. I again enjoy a Kit Kat. I am not opposed to a Kit Kat. But if you again, if you give me the choice between dry wafer and chocolate, <laughs> dry wafer. Let me throw Dry, dry wafer. <laughs> to to you know caramel goodness of a of, of a Mars Milky Way. I mean, it, it, there's no comparison. Got it. Kit Kat's just not wet enough for you. Huh? That's right. <laughs> need some moistness. <laughs> I want something wet with nuts. <laughs> I need more of a wap cat. <laughs> a wap cat. 
<laughs> Don't start me. <laughs> All right. See, to me, Kit Kat, there's something about the chocolate. Mm. And I think because it's Nestle. Right. And maybe not Hershey chocolate. There's something about that chocolate that it's like only candy bar I eat now that has that kind of chocolate in it. And so there's something that's, uh, I don't that's know about a, That's it, an interesting distinction really between the Nestle and the Hershey's because there is absolutely, there's absolutely a difference. And I imagine there are some I, absolute Nestle versus Hershey people out there in the whole world where they're like, I'd never eat a Hershey, but Nestle's is way better. Maybe we'll hear from maybe. them. Do you find the Kit Kat to be like more of a bitter char- chocolate, like a dark chocolate or? No, get, it actually, if anything, it's. You chocolate Kit Kats. If, if anything, it's less bitter okay. than Hershey. Yeah. It's much more milk chocolate. It's... I got to save this picture that I found when I was doing my, my little fa- fun facts research for our candy bracket here because the original Kit Kat package, it looks like it's a bar of soap. <laughs> 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 like it's in a taupe paper with like a blue wrapper. Interesting. I'll share it with our listeners. All right. All right. And then the uh, bottom half of the bracket, it's Snickers versus Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. This is maybe the real championship match. It's a it's a travesty that Milky Way was able to make it this far into the bracket. Right. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm just going to have to go with Snickers. I have, over the years, it has continued to be the champion. Um, I know there's probably a lot of people listening that are screaming about how much they love Reese's, but there's something for me where I just... It's not just that it you know, makes me violently ill. Because <laughs> <laughs> it does. <laughs> There's something about the play, the flavor profile that just I just don't like it as much. I feel like if you're going to give me all of these, I, if, even if you brought me a Nutrageous, I'd still rather have a Snickers. Yeah. Maybe. Right. Yeah, Snickers just, it checks all the boxes. It hits all the notes. I mean, any whatever your craving might be, minus peanut butter, like that real peanut buttery taste, Snickers is going to give it to you. Uh, peanut butter cups, I mean, if I'm craving that, only that will do. But, you know, nine times out of ten, Snickers is going, is, is going to satisfy whatever whatever craving I'm having in that moment. And I'm going to go with Snickers, too. I mean, I do love a peanut butter cup. No disrespect. But Snickers is the Godzilla of this particular. This There's bracket. something about the effort it takes to bite through it. <laughs> it's just satisfying. The peanut butter cup is like... It's like a wussy. Like it's like it's just all small and thin. Maybe there was like a thick peanut butter cup that I can really that bite had like through. The, like had the red chew to it, right? That, that had yeah, that. yeah. That's definitely it. Can't you guys get get those big sized ones? Like we have those that are like sort of like a monster size. I think I've seen it. I'm not sure I've ever had one. Mm. Oh. Which would really destroy you. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever they're putting in that peanut butter, I think it's milk. So they're putting in it. I'd like to note. I'd like to note here on a side on a sidebar that for the second week in a row, my eyes have completely given out on me. At this time of the evening, it's too just too much screen today. I mean, just working and doing all this stuff. For, my eyes have just like completely let go. Like they just have to get some blue those blue light glasses. I'm not going to wear those. <laughs> Well, I might wear them as much as I have to stare at a screen oh, these days. Maybe, maybe. I need some blue blockers or whatever. Yeah. All right. Into the champion. You don't have to get like the, you know, you can get <laughs> what the, blue, what those, blue what those giant up. ones that like fit over <laughs> my glasses. Like the, you want to look like Bono. Right. I want the oh, big. I want you to wear those like old person ones yeah. on your like work calls uh-huh. with over your glasses. <laughs> yeah, the, the glasses that fit over my glasses. I need yeah. those. Yeah. I'm going to probably get them. My eye, Like I said, my eyeballs have just lost their minds right now all right um and into the championship match we have the kit kat versus the snickers i know myers got 
Snickers for sure. 100. So I don't eat very much of this at all anymore. Um, and I buy more Kit Kats because I know I can ration them out. But if I had to choose, it's going to be I Snickers. I think it's Snickers. Yep. All right. Well, there we go. There's our candy bar slash chocolate bar if you're north of the border bracket. Snickers. Satisfying. Can't de- can't dethrone the king. You best come with it. And I'd just like to say there's at least four bars that we get here that would have been in my bracket that would have also... I, I, there's a number I would have kicked out that you guys Please, don't get. share some of the weird candy that you get that we don't get. So one, the caramel. You guys don't have this. This is basically... Um, think of a, a bumped tray and they insert caramel in it and then they put a layer of chocolate across. So it's like you get these little squares... That you put them in your mouth and they basically burst soft caramel in your mouth. Mm. We have that. It's called Caramello here. Okay. It's a Cadbury product. Yes. Oh. Caramel oh. is Cadbury. So it's just called Caramello oh, here. Okay. Yep. Fair enough. Yeah. And we had this whole like um, commercial marketing uh, that they had for like years and years. What's the secret of how they get the caramel in the caramel bar? It was mm-hmm. on every bus ad, TV, kids commercial, whatever. It was everywhere. Uh, Smarties, you guys have M&M's, we have M&M's, but Smarties are a superior M&M. Our Smarties are so, like these little sweet, sweet tarts. Or... Yeah, we call, they're called Rockets up here. Ah, there we go. Okay. Right. Uh, and then one of my, my most favorite, I know you guys have these, it's sort of like that hard sponge toffee. You know, they're yellow, they kind of come in squares and they're usually packaged in like clear plastic. You put them in your mouth, they kind of, that it melts. No, you have no idea what I'm talking about? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> so it's it's like a sponge toffee wrapped in chocolate, and it's called a crunchy bar. They're, okay. they're amazing. Again, at this age, I can't eat them. They will make your fillings hurt. But uh, as a kid, they were the best. <laughs> Excellent. You have something to try if, uh, next time, when, when they open the border, it allows to come come around. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're going to skip, uh, we're going to, I'm going to, I'll touch briefly on a retirement daydream, maybe in the overtime, but we're going to skip that. We'll, we'll come back to that at some point, but we're, right now, you know what part this is. Now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready! <laughs> Dad jokes of the week. Woo! All right. Well, I appreciate that we went long and you spiked that third segment because I think, yeah, it's that, it sounded pretty evergreen, so we can definitely come back. Yeah, to we'll it. come back to it. All right. Uh, I, you want to let the, should we, I'll, I'll just read the calendar and then, we'll, then you guys can get yours off here at the end. I want to give special thanks to the sidewalks for keeping me off the streets. <laughs> Don't laugh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Why did the doctor tell the nurses to be quiet when walking past the medicine cabinet? So they wouldn't wake the sleeping pills. Why did the monster's grandmother knit him three socks for Halloween? She heard he grew another foot. Maybe you can put one of those socks on your baby Ruth. <laughs> I used to work in a calendar factory, but I got fired because I took a few days off. It's like this. <laughs> this one was instructive for my children because I was... Um, one of my kids asked me what a pun was, and this is actually the example that I used. Why did the chicken coop only have two doors? Because if it had four, it'd be a chicken sedan. Yes. <laughs> and then we had a whole conversation about homonyms and <laughs> words that sound alike but are spelled differently. I'm so sorry to hear the airline lost your luggage. 
Me too. I sued them for it. And you know what? I lost my case. <laughs> and finally, my sister bet me that I couldn't build a, a car out of spaghetti. You should have seen her face when I drove past her. <laughs> All right, all right. I drove past her. <laughs> you have to, you have to deliver yeah. it like Sorry, that. Let me, let me try it. again. All right. My sister bet me that I couldn't build a car out of spaghetti. You should have seen a face when I drove past her. <laughs> Tremendous. All right, gentlemen, by all means, bequeath your jokes unto me. My, mine's terrible, but it is the best I could do without repeating previous material on the show and maybe this one has made it i don't often tell dad jokes but when i do he laughs <laughs> solid i don't think we've heard that exact variant pretty good okay all right i think at this point i think i maybe have cornered the market on kitchen utensil dad jokes <laughs> i don't know how ones. this i don't and toilet ones this is this is a, this is a this is a kitchen utensil one it's like, I lost my pizza cutter, so I used my Brian Adams CD. It cuts like a knife. <laughs> for Canada. <laughs> I appreciate I it. These, I tell these jokes for Canada. Timely. Thank you. I'm here to help. All right. Overtime. Overtime. So, as, I don't know, we're, we're coming up on another... U.S. presidential debate, or whatever you want to call this thing that they do, this fiasco. And I was thinking to myself, I just saw a a a, a statistic today that forty million people have already voted, and by the time they debate, was it tonight? Is it last tomorrow night? Who knows? It's tomorrow, night. It's tomorrow no. night. For 50, our listeners, it'll be tonight. Got it. So fifty million people likely will have voted already. In the last election, 130 million people voted. So effectively more than a third of the people who are voting have already voted. It's like, it does, I don't, <laughs> it, it, at this point, does any of this matter? I mean, I don't even know. It, it all just seems performative now. There, you think there, you think most people are just, you think there are a lot of people waiting around to see what this debate is going to be about? before they cast their votes. I mean, I, I can't, I just can't imagine there's a lot of undecideds. Like you'll see on the news, it's like, we pulled some undecided voters. I'm like, who, who are these people? <laughs> How I think, who are the undecided voters? I think that's easy to say if you keep up with the news. I think that if you're the kind of person that doesn't, and I think it's easy when you keep up with the news to forget that there is a large segment of the population that really doesn't pay attention to current events pretty much at all. And I think that a lot of those I, people... I'd like to be one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> maybe, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll aspire to that in the next four years. Well, that's the problem, right? Is that we're fatigued because it's like you had no choice because the assaults were so fast and furious on your normal sensibilities that you felt like you had to stay plugged in because it was a daily, just a daily attack. And then, of course, now we're in the midst of a pandemic the news changes every day, even though nothing ever changes. You're just waiting for something to happen, and everything that happens is bad. Um, you know, so I, 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 I hear what you're saying, though. But I do think that the bottom line is that the election is going to be won in the margins. And so anyone that hasn't made up their mind, and if they live in one of, you know, five or six states, their vote counts a lot. Yeah. 
Like my vote, so, my vote, like my vote doesn't count very much because we know what Washington's doing. Right. I mean, so we all just just jump on board. It's fine. It's right. It's, but I think you think think about how many people. Like you say that a third of the people that are voting have already voted. I think that we're going to see. I, I would be very surprised if there's not at least a 10 to 15% bump in total turnout for this election versus yeah. 2016. Because think about, especially last time, if you're one of those people, you lived through the Obama years, and I, I was guilty of being somewhat complacent with regard to politics, thinking that we had turned some sort of a corner with regard to just attitudes about what we are going to be as a country. Clearly, I was incorrect. <laughs> um, but I think that if you're the kind of person that didn't really care to vote, you're like, well, especially if you thought Hillary was going to win, you're like, well, we've got this lunatic, and then we've got the politician lady, and I don't really care, and it seems like everybody's telling me the politician lady is going to win, so I'm not going to bother. Right. I don't think there's anyone that feels that way now. <laughs> yeah, I'd be shocked if we got less than 150 million votes this year. Which is always, I felt, grossed out by. Like, it's the only control we have. Like, yeah. I know, I understand why people don't care, but like, just... I mean, even, oh. even a guy like Shaquille O'Neal said this is the first year he's voted ever as an adult. Sick. <laughs> it's disgusting. Shaquille O'Neal. Like he, he said, this year, he's like, I'm voting this year. I'm 49 years old. This is the first year I've ever voted for president. I understand I'm abnormal because as a teenager, I was the teenager that was like, hey, I have a job and I get taxed, but I can't vote. Isn't that the whole reason we have a country? <laughs> what the fuck is this? So I get that. Like, I always I actually felt like the law should be that you could vote. You should be able to vote underage if you paid taxes and could pass a civics test. Yeah. Now, now, Chris gets to sit on the other side of the border. It's interesting. What's the what's the perspective like from 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 that side of the line? Hey, look. Let, let's go with the undecided. I. It would blow my mind. It blows my hair back that anybody would go. Yeah, I'm and not what, really what sure which is. way I'm gonna go. <laughs> what? <laughs> I. I mean, I. I I, I can I shouldn't say understand, but I get one camp versus the other. Like I, th- there is a perspective, and I I can see the two perspectives. While I think one is nuts, but I I just I don't know how with everything that's happened that you you could be undecided. But as far as sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say that I think it's a little easier, and you forget that there's a lot of people that really do believe that because the left has pulled so far to the center right. Like our our left party isn't left by the definition of that anywhere else in the world, right? Right. It used to be it used to have some of it, but basically in the '90s, to wrest power from the Republicans, the Democrats came all the way back to center right, and so they're they're among anyone that is left, like it is actually on the left, feels like well the parties are the same, so I'm I'm not even going to vote, I don't care. So right. I I do think that there's an element of that as well. But continue, please. I want to I definitely want to listen more than I want to talk when you talk, giving us your perspective on this. I liken it. Being up here and, and watching you, I liken it to when I was a, a very young kid. And I lived across the street. This is very Canadian. I lived across the street from an outdoor hockey rink. Now, the ho- outdoor hockey rink in the summer, or, you know, late spring, early fall, was just a, a dirt patch surrounded by the boards, right? And then there was the sheds where, you know, the teams would sit, like the, the, the benches. And we could climb up on top of those roofs and sit up there. And in those hockey rinks were where the older kids at the junior high and the high school used to fight. So they would meet there after school. They'd have the (laughs) fights. The kids would gather around, cheer on one side or the other. And all us young kids from the elementary would sit up there and watch it and go, what a bunch of nuts. Knowing that at some point the outcome of these fights was going to affect us in the hallways. Because, you know, depending which side went or not was the people we were going to have to face at some point or another. And it, it, it reminds me just like of that that same thing it's like it's it's 
it's incredible to watch from up here and see it's it's and it's so unfortunate i mean you know, left right politics aside trump is something completely different and to watch uh your democracy change and 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 fall might be too harsh a word but that that's what it looks like it's crumbling from the outside and to to watch all the things that the rest of us have aspired to you used to be the beacon we used to say well let we need to aim for that that's you know whether it was mostly rhetoric but you know that's the idea of it was that's that's where everybody wanted to head and everybody was watching and now I mean, we we just can't believe what's happening. It's like, we're, we good we're good now. We're good. We're good here. Our own supply. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> and now you've lost all the weight. The money's all gone, and you don't know what to do. We're like, we are um, we're Tony Montana with the giant mountain of cocaine on our desk is yeah, where we're at yes. in our in our empire building. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's, but we we are hoping for the best. But this we don't watch this and think. Ah, they're getting what they deserve. We 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 need you guys. I mean, uh, our original Trudeau, not the current Trudeau, but the Trudeau of the '70s, who was our prime minister, said that you know, being next to you guys is like being in bed with an elephant. You know, no matter what little thing you do, it's going to have an effect on us. So we're just hoping you choose right in a couple of weeks. Should be interesting, regardless of what happens. Uh, you never know. You never know. Which is the which is the scary part? <laughs> it, it, you know, yeah. It would be it would be better if it was clear cut, but it's not. No. So, so here we sit on pins and needles until until such time as it it shakes out. So hey, Chris, let's make sure that we connect after the show to make sure that our our tunnel plans meet in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure that we're on track to connect. Yeah. All right. Before, before, let me let me share because part of my retirement daydream, and we'll, we'll wrap up with this, was um, there's uh, I discovered that you can drive to the Arctic Ocean through through the Northwest Territories. Yeah. And you drive north to a place called Tjuktuk, mm-hmm. which is a tiny little town. They finally built at least a couple of years ago. They finally built a year-round road because it used to be just an ice road. Uh-huh. They built a year-round road from this place called Inuvik to Tiaktuk. And I thought to myself, as, in, as a retired person, like to have like a truck and a camper and to drive my ass all the way and to swim in the Arctic Ocean would just be like kick-ass. And I, and I put it into my maps, my Google map. It was like 2,500 miles, like 2,400 and change. And it goes, and it goes through, and my route can go through uh, Penticton. So I would, I, would, uh, I, would, uh, I would stop and say hi. Well, we, on we, my way to on my way to the to swim in the Arctic Ocean in right. Tjuktuk. I might like, join you. That you, sounds fun. You, yeah, and if you'd like to come along, we'll caravan. We'll just uh, we'll just we'll just set up a convoy. We'll just drive our ass to Tjuktuk. Nice. Why do you want to go all the way to the Arctic Ocean? There is quite literally like a thousand, the tens of thousands of lakes in the Northwest Territories that you could just settle at. No, uh, how often you get a chance? Like to say that you swam in the Arctic Ocean would just be kick-ass. That would be, that's that's a good story. I, as worth, someone who worked on an oil rig in the Arctic Ocean, I'm going to tell you that it's not exciting <laughs> well, to see, go there. See, not for you. <laughs> Shit on my dreams. <laughs> and I would say most of it's frozen. Yeah, yeah like you go in the summertime. Yeah, not for long. No. <laughs> <laughs> you go. You go in the summer. Yeah, you could go there in January. and Be swimming in the ocean there. I don't know. It sounds like a fun trip to just like drive through a bunch of nothingness. 
there's there's a military base a little further north than that called Alert. And my father was in the military and he was he was stationed there off and on. And they have these T-shirts that say Alert. We only fly south. <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful. All right, that's that. So I thought I'd share this society on the on the show. We'll uh, we'll we'll have to talk. We'll talk in ten more years and I'll let you know how we're how I'm doing. What is it about growing older as a man where you're just like, hey, everything sucks. I just want to be alone. <laughs> yeah all right well that's our show (laughs) our thanks to all of you for listening to two on three partner thanks so much to our guest chris meyer one more time chris why don't you tell our wonderful listeners where they can where else they can find you you can listen to my music podcast uh at our liner notes you can listen to my couple's podcast that i do with my lovely wife truly the better half how is your week honey and you can tweet at me at chris meyer bc well, thank you for joining us tonight to uh, look outward to help our listeners look inward. Maybe not so much tonight, but uh, most of the time. <laughs> At the end here, anyway. If you don't already, please subscribe and a review via your favorite podcast provider. And don't be shy about sharing your thoughts and suggestions for the show. We'll be back next week for our actual Halloween episode where we don't have anything special planned with more pop culture, life strategies, and existentialism. And until then, peace! <laughs>